Welcome to season six of the Get Out of Teaching podcast. This podcast is for teachers who are considering leaving education and need some support. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diakos. I'm a career transition coach and the host of the Get Out of Teaching private membership community, where we support teachers with the resources they need to create a life they love. Find out more at www.getoutofteaching.com. In this season, we'll be speaking with former teachers who have set themselves up in business, as well as business coaches and solopreneurs who can inspire you as you plan your exit, especially if you've been thinking of creating your own business. But I also want to share something with you because many teachers from the United States want to escape the classroom, but have concerns about losing their health insurance. That's where Nate Beer, the insurance pioneer, can help. Nate offers a free 10-minute initial consultation where he can ask you some questions about your health insurance needs and suggest a plan that is just right for you and your family. Any information you disclose is completely confidential and subject to HIPAA regulations. Tick off one of your biggest concerns about leaving education with Nate Beer, Insurance Pioneer. You can book a call with Nate at theinsurancepioneer.setmore.com. Episode six. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show. On today's show, I'm super excited to be speaking with Leslie Huffer, who is a digital marketing specialist. Welcome to the show, Leslie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, Leslie, I just want to like get a little bit of the background of your story. Tell us how you started out. You were a teacher. How did you get into teaching in the first place? Yeah, so I, like many, came from a whole family of teachers. So I grew up with aunts and uncles and my mom was a teacher. And so I always, even from when I was really little, I played school and I always was really interested in that. Um, And a lot of the teachers were actually special education teachers. And so that's kind of the the field that I followed too, Um, to the point where like when I was little, I would like do like IEP meetings with my stuffed animals. Like it was just like, I just always knew that kind of, you know, lingo and and all of that. And then I would, you know, grew up babysitting a lot of kids with special needs. I worked at a camp with kids with special needs. So I always kind of had a heart for that community and just really supporting them. And so I went to college, not knowing for sure what age I wanted to do, but I knew I kind of wanted to stick it within that realm. Um, and I actually, throughout the course of teaching, I, I taught for eight and a half years. I taught anything from, I think it was K five. And then I went to a fifth, sixth grade building. And then I went through a ninth or 12th grade buildings, so like a high school. And that's where I ended too. Um, and all of them had their own unique challenges and, you know, things that I loved about it. But um, yeah, so ultimately, you know, I did it for eight and a half years. And, and over the last couple of years is kind of when I started kind of getting that itch of like, okay, I like this and I feel like I'm good at this, but I don't know if this is my forever. Um, and I think there's a lot of factors that went into that. I, you know, I got married, we kind of started thinking about starting a family and I just didn't know if that work-life balance would be really possible um, as it was when I was, you know, single and able to give every, every ounce of myself to my job, which, you know, that's not necessarily always the best either, but I was able to do that in that season. And all of a sudden I realized, Hey, I have priorities that are outside of work. And so I started kind of brainstorming, like, how do I, how do I kind of shift a little bit and, and do something that's still fulfilling and still helps people, but maybe in a, a little bit of a different way. Oh, wow. So you've taught special ed from Kate right through the 12. I have. Yeah, it's wild. When I look back, I'm like, that wasn't, you know, who could have planned that? Right. But it just new opportunities came up and I would get approached by people and I would just think like, okay, maybe a change to a new building. I'm going to be like, okay, this is it. I want to do this forever. And I always liked the change, but I never felt in my heart, like this is my forever job. 
you know, so like that, it was good to have that change. Some people don't ever change out of their grade level or content area or whatever. I really welcomed the change. And I even did different levels of special ed, you know, more severe, less severe, all different things, you know, resource and self-contained. But um, ultimately I just still felt in my gut and my heart. I was like, I just, as much as I love this, I don't know if this is my forever. And so was there, when you decided to leave or when you decided to like make a plan, was yeah. there any kind of shame around that or like, I don't know, were you, you, were you mad at yourself that you'd put in all this effort and then you were going to leave? Oh, 100%, 100%. I think especially in the field that I was in, it, it felt like, you know, this, this um, group of students that I've been supporting and their families that I got to know really well, because being a special ed teacher, you're with the families for multiple years. Mm. Um, I think that made it really difficult to leave, you know, having the assistance in my classroom that I got really close with, you know, all of that, but also you, like you kind of mentioned, like, you know, you, I'd gone to college for four years to do this, so I, you know, just studied only this, this and only this for so long. And I just thought, oh, you know, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to do this till the day I die. And it's like, then once I got into it, I realized, yes, I like it, but like, there's so many other things in the world that I want to try. And I want to, you know, just see what I can do. And, and I've always been, you know, a little bit interested in, in the idea of entrepreneurship, but didn't know how I, that fit into my world and, and all of that. And so I think there was that shame and it, and it took me a while to honestly tell my family. I think that was kind of who was hard to share that with because they, you know, we're all teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, you know, they saw that what I was doing was still a, an avenue to help people just kind of in a different way. Um, they were super supportive and I, I'm still able to kind of have that um, outlet. I still do volunteer work with people with special needs and I still kind of have that kind of that both best of both worlds thing, but I'm not in the classroom for, you know, seven, eight, nine hours a day, sometimes more. <laughs> so it's yeah. nice because I can kind of still, like I said, get my fix with, with helping, you know, in that, in that regard, but not in the traditional classroom setting. Hmm. And so getting personal, how long have you been married for now? Almost four years. Next month will be four years. Okay. Oh, happy anniversary for next month. Thank you so much. Yep. (laughs) And so over that period of time, presumably you had to also get your your husband on board with you leaving this pretty safe, secure career that you know regular paycheck and all that. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. So so It's funny. So we, um, it was probably like a semester. And so we got married over the summer and then I taught that semester and around Christmas time, I was just kind of feeling like, I just don't, you know, know if I can give my all to my job and my spouse. And honestly, you can't, right. You can't be two places at once. And I felt like, you know, here we are, we have this new relationship and I want to be able to be home and make dinners and go on walks and take vacations and all that fun stuff. But I just felt like I carried the stress of teaching always, even on summer break. I just was, it was just like this, it wasn't a physical weight, but it felt like a physical weight that I was just carrying. And, you know, I would, I would bring the stress home with me, you know, emotionally, it was just, it was just hard. And so I felt like I was doing a disservice to him to be kind of carrying that weight into our marriage. Um, but you know, he actually has a sibling with special needs. So he understands that population to a degree, but the education piece of it, he's like, I don't really get why you're there so long and why you're bringing work home and why you're, you know, all this and that. And so, um, yeah, so there was kind of the, the nervousness to kind of share with him, like kind of what was on my heart as far as, I don't think I see myself doing this forever. And he was supportive because he saw how it was taking a toll on me, mm-hmm. but you know, both him and I are very, um, realistic and not huge risk takers. And so the financial piece kind of worried him, you know, of course, to think like, 
you know, we were using my benefits for my job. We were, you know, all of that, like he, he could get it through his work, but it was just like, it made more sense through teaching and they had, you know, all of that. And so, you know, like you said, that every two weeks paycheck, all of that, but I basically went to him one day and said, I really want to write and I want to help companies with their, with their writing. You know, and he, he knew that I enjoyed writing. I had had a blog for several years and he knew that I liked that, but like you people hear writing and they think like starving artists, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, cool. You're going to write, you know? Um, and so I kind of had to like, you know, learn a little bit about when we can get into this too, but like copywriting and what that looked like and writing for companies and you know, how the, you know, that's more profitable than just a blog, right. That you have on your own, on your own website. So um, that was hard, but, but it wasn't like I went cold Turkey. I didn't just quit my job the next day. I really steadily kind of grew a business and, um, I'm sure we'll get into this, but it actually went so well that he jumped on board and now we run our business together and we both left our full-time job. So, um, spoiler alert with that, but, but yeah, okay. He's okay. So, so let's, let's go to that then. What, what okay. was the process that you went from, you're still teaching. How did you mm-hmm. transition out? Mm-hmm. Um, so I found an online course that talked all about copywriting. I had never heard the word in my life other than like trademarking, but it's, that's different, right? So copywriting is like writing for businesses that helps them to sell. And so what I had done over that winter break, when I was just feeling really discouraged and I felt like, oh my gosh, you know, all I know is teaching. It's all I've ever done. We definitely aren't in a place where I can, you know, go to college and get a different degree and then look for a job. You know, it just had to be something that I could do on the side and kind of build up. And so I, you know, researched it. I took this course um, all about SEO and, and, you know, blogging for companies and website copy and all that. SEO. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I didn't know either. Right. This is all brand new. So search engine optimization. So it's what companies need um, and want to do so that they rank higher on Google, because if you're at the top of Google, you're, you know, going to be one of the first people that, you know, consumers are looking for, they're not going to go to page three or four of Google. So if you have a really search engine optimized website, then you're going to pop up higher on Google. And so I was able to help companies like with that so that they could be found easier and and then, you know. So so basically you're, you're writing the copy that is Mm -hmm. uh, using the words that people are going to search. So for instance, if you search get out of teaching, you'll find, usually you find my podcast actually, when you search that, but you find me, you know, through that. So so that's how yeah. I get found mainly from the yeah. podcast, but that using that, keywords, mm-hmm. yeah. So keywords, yeah. yeah. Okay, keywords, right. key phrases, things that people are searching. You know, um, maybe you title. So let's say I'm writing a blog for a company. You might title it a question that people are already searching, so that that pops right up. Mm-hmm. Um, you might use location-based SEO, so that if it's you know something that it's like a brick and mortar store, and you know people are lo- looking for something in that in that area, then your, you know, website pops up. There's so much you can do with it. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy, you know, how, how sophisticated, you know, it really is the algorithm and everything, but, um, you need good SEO to really show up these days. And so that's kind of where I started with it, um, was just, you know, kind of, I'm like, I just want to master one skill. And I already felt like I had confidence that I was a good writer, but I like, didn't know how to like turn that into making money. Like that was just so foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Um, And the other thing that was really like crazy to me was the fact that companies do not like writing emails. And so they would pay, like 
So I got paid to write their emails. And I thought, oh my gosh, in teaching, I write emails. I mean, a million times a day and don't yeah. make a penny for it you know, other than my paycheck. Um, so I'm like, wait, people will pay me to write an email or to create a, a monthly newsletter, or, you know, whatever that is. So all of that's copywriting emails or blogs or website copy. And I'm like, I actually enjoy doing these things. And I couldn't even believe that we were exchanging money. Like it was, or I was giving them something in exchange for money. I'm just like, I'm kind of having fun doing it. And it was something I could do after school hours on the weekends, you know, all of that good stuff. So he kind of saw me have some level of success with that. And he was like, this is interesting, this online business stuff. So Mm. He, um, he has a background in, and this, this worked in our favor a lot, but he has a background in videography. He had done it just totally as a hobby for, you know, since he was younger and him and his friends would shoot videos or he would, you know, do different things just for fun. And so we kind of were like, what if we joined forces and I offered SEO and in the writing piece, and you kind of did more of the creative visual piece. Mm. And it uh, all of a sudden a business with a husband and wife was born and we were still doing our full-time jobs, but we were like, we kind of needed our own creative outlet. And it was just so cool to have that together and to brainstorm together. And so some clients, if they needed video and blog content, we would collaborate on projects and stuff. We're like, this is so cool. We love it. So that's kind of where we started. Fantastic. Okay. So then, but that at that stage, both of you were still working in your regular jobs. Were yeah. you exhausted? That sounds really exhausting to me. Yes, <laughs> we were. But, but it was also so thrilling because I was like, I, you know, we're building something like every time, even if it was a really small project, it was just so amazing to me because, you know, I came from the background of like, I taught and then to make extra money, I tutored, right. That those were like the two avenues I had. And, you know, when I tutored, I would make, you know, not, not a ton per hour, but it was still like a little bit extra, a little bit extra. So even, you know, though we weren't charging these clients a ton of money, it still felt like a ton to us. And so I think there was like that built-in incentive of like, okay, we're building something great in our free time. And it kind of felt like, you know, I think so often we use our free time to watch movies or do, you know, things that don't really like add, you know, much to, to your life, not saying their leisure time is bad. We definitely still do that, but we kind of had this moment where we're like, okay, we can either, you know, spend all this time on Netflix or we can do, try to build something great. And so we just kind of looked at each other and we said, we're going to put our free time towards this and we're just going to try it. And people might think we're crazy and they probably did, <laughs> but you know, at, at that point, we're just like, it's a side hustle. Everyone, you know, that's a very common thing today that people want another income stream. And uh, we were working really hard and wanted to pay off all of our debt and all our cars and all that. We were really like into all that. So that kind of gave us that financial incentive, but also like how fun that we could use our skills that we felt like we had natural talent in with me, with my writing and my husband with videography, that we could do that and help companies and get paid. We were like, this is amazing. So it made the, the late nights worth it for sure. And so how did you find your first clients, Leslie? Um, so we started by cold emailing and, you know, cold emailing, kind of gets a bad rep. And I, I kind of say this as well, like it can be very draining, but I had this really freak thing happen where my very first cold email, they booked me as a client, which very never, like that never happens. <laughs> so it almost gave me false hope that it would be so easy after that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we connected and, you know, she was a local client. And so we were able to actually meet at a coffee shop and, and I was able to help her with her website and she's still a client today. It's, it's really incredible that we kind of right. formed a connection and she's given us referrals. Um, and then our, and then our next client, um, was actually a family friend. So I think that's another good place to start is somebody that knows you, knows you have integrity, knows you're going to do a good job, um, willing to kind of take a chance on you as a newer company. And so that's kind of where we started. And all of a sudden we had, you know, success stories and, and we could get referrals from there. Mm. Okay. And so then did you create a website after that? Like, yep. Yeah. So we kind of threw out all this. So the first client, this is kind of funny. So she wanted me to make her a website and I said, 
okay, let me get back to you. And I went back to my house and I literally Googled how to make a website. And then I made our own website to make sure that I could do it. And then I said, sure, I'll make one for you. And I gave her a great deal. She was, you know, I was new. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I learned out of necessity because somebody needed that skill. And that happens all the time, right? You're just like, how do you do that? How do you figure that out? And so people really will pay you for your knowledge. So they don't have to take the time to Google it themselves or, you know, set it up themselves. And so, um, you know, I was always really transparent. Like I haven't done one, but I'm happy to like look into it and see if, you know, it's something I could help you with. Cause I just love learning. And I think there's so much knowledge out there. If we, you know, kind of dig, dig deeper. And like I said, Mm -hmm. Google, YouTube, everything's kind of out there, but, um, I was able to kind of piece it together and create this website for her that I was like, I'm really proud of this. Like I, you know, probably spent more time on it than somebody that's more seasoned, but it was kind of fun for me to learn and, and figure out. And she was so supportive and so great. She was such an amazing first client that we really lucked out with that. Um, but yeah, so, so through that process, we made our own website because I needed to know how to make a website for her. Um, and that's kind of how it started. So we did, and it's had many iterations. Like we've changed our website quite a bit just because our services have changed over time too. And what we offer and, you know, clients we work with and all that good stuff. But when we first got started, we were just like, okay, we need to just like claim a space on the internet and and get it out there. So we did. That's fantastic. Go you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. (laughs) So how long between, between, like doing the course that you did and and getting your first client, how long was that? Um, I would say we. I probably took the course. It probably took me about a month, month and a half to finish because I was taking it. Uh, you know, I would, I would teach all day and I'd come home and do the lessons of it and everything. So it probably took me maybe a month, month and a half, and then I probably got my first client within two to three months, maybe of that. So I because honestly, it took me a while to hype myself up to reach out to people. That felt so scary to me, just because. I'm like, here I am. I mean, I'm a teacher, but I want to help you with your stuff. Like, I didn't even know how to start. Like, it just felt so intimidating to start. Mm. Um, And at that time I was doing on my own. My husband hadn't joined yet. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to prove this to myself and, you know, that I can do this and I can put myself out there. And um, I'm so glad that I did, you know, started when I did, because I think, I think sometimes our fear can hold us back from even starting and you just don't even know, you know, what the possibilities are. If you never even put yourself out there and, you know, experience a little rejection, I, you know, I have a thicker skin than I once did. And I'm proud of that. (laughs) So it's just, yeah. So yeah, I just kind of, I just kind of put myself out there and and it worked out for me. Yeah. And so I think that's what you said about that fear. That's really often what does hold people back and the, yep the possibility of being rejected or having someone kind of scorn you or go, oh, you know, what would you know? You know, you're just a teacher. Yeah. Um, yep. but, but your experience was actually people valued that you'd been a teacher. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So that was something, some advice that I got probably like six months to eight months in, um, I was talking to a friend of mine and I said something like, I don't ever know how to frame things when I'm reaching out to potential clients, because I'm like, I I kept using that phrase. I'm just a teacher. I'm just a teacher. Like that's all. And she literally looked at me and she was like, you being a teacher is amazing. People love teachers. She's like, use that, be Mm -hmm. honest with them, be transparent with them, tell them your background and just see how it goes. And so slowly I started doing that in my discovery calls and in my meetings, I just mentioned like, oh yeah, you know, I'm actually a special ed teacher and I'm, you know, doing this on the side, you know, all that good stuff. And people resonated and responded. I mean, not people in education, I'm talking like plumbers and roofers and different, because people really, I, in my experience, hold teachers to a high regard and they really, you know, 
respect. And I think they know that as, you know, if I'm have a teaching background, I'm not probably going to take their money and run. And you know what I mean? I don't know. There's something about that that kind of builds trust yeah. a lot faster. Yeah. Reliable and, and, yes. and maybe honest and yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, um, that I'm really, you know, detail oriented too. So like some people were just wanting, like, especially when it came to writing, they wanted someone to proofread like a website or something. And they were like, Oh my gosh, a teacher would be perfect. Or with their emails, a teacher would be perfect. Cause they know that we do that day in and day out. You know, we're basically experts in it without calling ourselves that, you know, it's, it feels so silly as a teacher to be like, I'm an expert email writer, but let's be honest, we write a lot of emails, right. And they have to be very professional and whether they're the parents or administrators or whatever it is. So really we are experts, but it's, it's hard and intimidating to call yourself that until you, you know, kind of do it once or twice and you're like, oh, I'm an expert. Yeah, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I just did yeah. a, be- a beta read for a, a friend who's written a book. So I just read oh, cool. the, like the, the second draft and I, I got stuck because there were so many grammatical errors. <laughs> I was just cringing. I was like, you I can't. can't. Your teacher off. So yeah. I had to, mm-hmm. I had to make a table and put all the errors in mm-hmm. and set and said to her, I'll read it, but I have to tell you about these things. Otherwise I can't keep reading. Like I have to yeah. stop and fix and just at least acknowledge that this needs to be corrected. And so yes. it took me twice as long. And I had to sit, instead of sitting by the pool on holidays, reading this book, I sat in front of my computer and read it, but still yeah. I did it. But yeah, I yes. just was like, oh yeah. man. And I'm like, would I want to be a proofreader? But I, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think it's so easy to overlook mistakes like that. I, I think it's a really hard job being a proofreader. Anyway, yeah. we digress. For sure. For sure. Yes. Yes. But it comes more naturally. I think with teaching, cause we just, we kind of are always looking for those, not always looking for those mistakes, but you know, we notice it more often because we're grading papers or we're, you know, helping our students through that. So yeah. it comes, you know, a little bit more natural. So when someone asks you, they're like, well, if a teacher's looking at it, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be, you know, teacher approved, I guess. So yeah. that actually what works my advantage, which I was really pleasantly surprised. And then I was like, why would I hide that part of who I am and just make it seem like, Oh, you know, I have, you know, I don't know. I just felt like I was not ashamed of it, but I felt like it wasn't very credible in the business world. I felt like, hey, there's the education world and there's the business world and they're very separate. And I think more and more they're really merging and it's really a kind of a cool thing to see. That's awesome. And and that gives hope to everyone else who's listening, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doable. Yes. It's doable. So when did you, yeah. uh, at what point did you begin to get to the point where you were about to replace your teaching income or getting close to that? Yeah. So, um, as crazy as it sounds, when the pandemic hit with COVID, it actually was really great for the digital marketing agent um, industry because, you know, all these companies realized they needed to really shift their focus to what they're doing online. If they were, you know, mostly door to door, brick and mortar, you know, kind of in person things, they were like, wow, we really need a strong online presence. So that was kind of the time where, where we realized, you know, a lot of companies need this, but also the time where my husband and I realized like, wow, we love working from home. (laughs) So it kind of lit a fire under us to be like, wow, we love doing what we do. And now we see that the need is only going to grow from here. Like let's do this. And so that's when we started um, putting together retainer packages, which means that they pay us month after month after month, because with writing and video projects, that's what we were struggling with. Like we could have a great one, you know, one month and then we could go months without it. And we're like, this isn't, you know, reliable. We can't quit our you know, nine to five jobs and, and do this every couple of months and cross our fingers that we'll get someone, you know, the next time. And so we're like, we really need to have something set up where it's a month after month. So we learned a new skill when COVID hit and it was that same kind of mindset of we can watch Netflix 
or we can learn a new skill. And so we said, we're going to, so we took another course <laughs> um, and kind of did that one together. We learned, you know, about Google ads and Facebook ads and all of that stuff that really lends itself to that month after month service for companies. And then we were actually able to group in our, our previous offering. So like I would also do a monthly blog for them, or I would do their email marketing, or my husband would do a YouTube channel, you know, so he'd be uploading videos for them, or he'd be even editing videos for them and putting them up there, you know, all of that. So we were able to take our previous knowledge, add a little bit to it, and then really create some really, you know, great packages that companies were like, it's a no brainer. We need the help. These people are, you know, ready to help us. And it just, we were able to connect with the right companies and get to the point where financially we're like, okay, this is reliable income and this is good income. And we're like, we could, we could do this. Like, this is really, really cool. So I think that was kind of like 2020 was when it really lit a fire for us. Um, and I don't think I mentioned this, but I, but the real reason I wanted to kind of start something different was because I really had the dream and the desire to one day stay home with my kids uh, when we started a family. So I'm like, I just knew with teaching, you know, we have to figure out daycare and all that. And um, I don't know, I just, I had a stay at home mom. Like, I just felt like that was something that I really wanted, you know, for my kids. And so I wanted an avenue to do that. So that kind of lit the fire too. We weren't, you know, expecting at that time, but it was just one of those things where I'm like, we need to start planning for that, whether that's we're growing our finances to that point, or we're getting to the point where I'm actually able to leave teaching. Cause that was really the goal was like to get me out of teaching. And my husband was going to stay at his job and he did corporate sales. Um, but it grew even bigger than that. So, <laughs> wow. yeah. 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 So what advice would you give to someone who's feeling that fear around just starting the new thing? What, what would you say to yeah. that person? Yeah, I would say the scariest part is starting. And one of, um, somebody that was like a kind of a mentor to me in the beginning said this to me and I'm like, okay, I don't really totally get that. And now I look back and I'm like, that's brilliant. She said, what you start with is not what you finish with. So like the business you start with, let's say, for example, is not the one that you're going to necessarily have forever. And I'm like, when I first started with copywriting, I thought, you know, I'm just going to write blogs and email copy. And, all. and that's great if that's what you want to stick with. But it's been really fun to see my company kind of, you know, my expertise, and my business kind of evolve over time. And so if I had not taken that one copywriting course and taken that leap and invested in myself, like that's really what it was. Liz. Anything in that course, I probably could have, you know, pieced together from Google and, you know, figured out, but it was just like, I, I looked at somebody who had done it and put it together in a course for me. So it was able to like easily digest it every night after school. If I hadn't invested in that, which for us at the time, like, you know, I was a teacher, like we didn't have like tons of extra money, you know, laying around, but it was like a conversation with my husband. And I said, I really want to do this course. You know, it was to me a little bit out of our like financial, you know, means to do so. We just kind of said, you know, we're going to make it work. And like I said, I was investing in new skill, but really I was investing in myself. And I realized like, all of a sudden I started to view myself as a business owner and I got, you know, started to like work with actual legitimate companies and, and really help them out and just, and to see, you know, a blog that you write be live and in the world, like it was so amazing. <laughs> it was just so fun, you know, or to, you know, see those emails go live or the newsletter, whatever it was that I was creating. It was just so amazing. But had I not started and had I not invested in myself, I wouldn't be here today. My gosh, I would, I would still be piecing it together <laughs> all on my own probably. And just, you know, not near, near to the point where I am in the business. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, what, what's your focus now? Um, as far as our business. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're still focusing on, you know, helping those companies a lot more like service-based businesses get more leads in. Um, so whether that's, um, you know, plumbers or tech companies or healthcare companies or whatever it is, like we're basically, we get more eyes on their website and on their social media channels so that they can grow. Um, Cause so often, you know, people make these incredible websites and then nobody ever sees them. So mm -hmm. we help them with like, I mentioned SEO, that search engine optimization. 
Um, we help them with, you know, whether it's digital ads to get people there. So the Google ads or the Facebook ads or, you know, Instagram, YouTube ads, you name it. We've kind of learned all of that. Um, and then also some, you know, visual content in there too, with social media management, you know, we make posts, we make uh, videos for social media. Um, so it's really just, just finding and connecting with the companies that need that help, um, but don't have the bandwidth to, to hire on a full-time marketing team. Like we just kind of, you know, contract with them for, you know, length of time, whatever we decide, you know, collaboratively with them, um, and just kind of help them with their, with their presence. And, and it's really been fun, you know, because it's such a digital, you know, job, we're able to work with people all over, which has just been mm. so fun. I've loved that part of it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of our focus. We still do retainer packages. Um, and then through that whole process, you know, and, and having taken these different courses and kind of piece things together, we realized there's so many people that want to do what we do. And it, kind of what spurred this on was the fact that as I was going to leave my teaching job, you know, word spreads, I think when people are like, wait, how did you do it? How'd you get out? How'd you get out? And so they were coming to me asking like, how'd you do it? And so we actually, my husband and I put together our own course to teach people how to do what we did um, truly for beginners, because I think that's where a lot of people are um, like starting from the ground up, you know, where do you start? How do you, you know, make your money and how do you, you know, invest and who, you know, who do you reach out to and all that good stuff. Um, and so we've put it all together in a course, um, for other people to learn kind of how to do what we do. So that's kind of our focus too. So we kind of have two businesses going now, so we're still helping our clients. And, um, I think it's good to be still involved in that because we're going to help our students, you know, to grow their own client base. So it's good to kind of know what's going on in, in the world too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, kind of two businesses at once. So it's, it's a little bit, um, crazy, but it's, it's really fun. I loved working with you know, everyday people instead of just business owners all the time too, and kind of mentoring them through, through all of this, like the fear piece of like, okay, so I know how to do social media management. Cause we, you know, they learn it in our course, but like, I'm terrified to reach out to someone, <laughs> you yeah. know, so kind of coaching them through that. Like that's been really, you know, because I was there, I, I don't, I still remember that. Like I hitting send on that first email is like the most terrifying thing you've ever done. And then you do it and you're like, but that wasn't so bad. I'll do it five more times. I started out working with like year 11 and 12 students, like senior high school. And I was yep. sending packages to schools. Like, you know, mm -hmm. would you like to give them a, like offering like vouchers to schools, yeah. like free vouchers so they could, and like, like crickets, I got nothing back, nothing. Oh, and I had this, yeah. I bought this special, like, um, from my local, like from the post office, so I could do like business yep. posting, so I could send out bulk. And I, I, I bought a whole like box of envelopes to send them in, and I oh my God. them. <laughs> it took us about three years to use up all yes. the envelopes that I bought. But yeah, I just like, I, it yep. just nothing happened. But yeah, the, the whole digital thing has really been a game changer, hasn't it? So yes. okay, oh so we're gonna put the links to your course and everything in the show notes for this episode okay. so that people can yeah. find out about what's the name of the course it's called simplify from your nine to five um just just you know emphasizing like that idea of like kind of less hustle and more like you know because that's why we made it because we we feel like we have this much time with our each other and our families and everything and so we really want that for other people if that's what they're desiring yeah. um and we've had people that want to completely replace their income take it we have people that just want another side hustle um, people that want to travel and have the capacity to travel and fund that um there's somebody you know a stay-at-home mom she's like i just want to make an extra 500 a month like that's all you know and i'm like done we can do that totally you know yeah. but there's people that want to make, replace their six-figure income you know so it's just it's a wide range of people mm. um recent more recently i had somebody who um, and we didn't actually see this coming but she took the course within a month she took the course had the confidence to reach out to a marketing 
like a, a opening for a marketing position at a company and got it. And we're like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's no background in marketing. She was a, she was also a special ed teacher like me. And, um, she was just like, I just want to go for it. You know, she's like, I feel confident after taking your course. Like I'm going to, and she got the job. And so she's going to be doing that job and also growing her own business on the side too. They're, they're good with that. So it's just kind of cool because I'm like, wow, that is so amazing. Like I never thought that would be avenue, you know, people would take. So it's just another, you know, stream of income. And, and if there's, you know, interest in just creating something like that for yourself, like, why not? Like I said, a mom that wants to make $500 a month or someone that wants to make 10 K plus a month, you know, there's room for everybody because you can really scale up or scale down. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And also, I, I also wanted to share that I did create, um, for your listeners, if it's interesting for them, um, a free download, that's called all about transferable teaching skills and just how those really like lend themselves, you know, to the online business world. And so that's, you know, available for free if anybody wants it to. And if you want it, you can put a link to that too, or I don't know the best way to do that, but I'm oh, happy yeah, we're to... definitely going to do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a whole little, awesome. like a digital download that they can completely free and it just goes right to their email and they can just, I don't know, it just. I think it's what I would have needed, you know, just kind of to hear like, you know, I already have these skill sets. Cause I, again, I think that phrase of I'm just a teacher comes up so much. And I just, I, I think we put ourselves in a box like other um, industries and professions don't, you know? So I think teachers are just the best, you know, we, we are so talented in so many ways, but we just think we can only have this talent in a traditional classroom. And that's just not true. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, before we wrap this up, I've got one final question for you. I didn't even warn you about this, so apologies in advance. Uh -oh. <laughs> What's your favorite song? My favorite song? Yeah. Is that good? Oh gosh. Um, hmm. I don't know. Like I I'm the type that like loves like anything like upbeat. I'm the type that unabashedly like dances in my car and sings in my car. So I'm trying to think of like something upbeat. My favorite song, I will tell you this is to karaoke to of all time is Carly Simon, You're So Vain. <laughs> oh, really? That's like my go-to. Yeah, that's like a classic that everybody knows. Um, okay. But I didn't know like today, like I'm not even sure. I, I just came from, um, my last job was at high school. And so all the music they listen to, I'm like, what even is this? What is this stuff on the radio now? I think it's just gotten so different, but um, you know, I don't know. Oh, I, I, like I said, I like that Carly Simon, you know, so era what, kind what of is it about that song that you love. I think I love, so it was in the movie, um, how to lose a guy in 10 days. And I think they performed it. So I always thought like, it was kind of cute and catchy. Uh, yeah. And so if anyone ever says like, what's your go-to karaoke song? I'm like, Oh, Carly Simon, you're so vain. So I memorize all the words, have all the moves down oh, wow. and everything. That's impressive. That's, oh yeah. I love it. I'm, I'm committed to that. So, um, probably, I guess that one. Okay. I, I certainly remember it from my own childhood. So <laughs> that's yes. how old I am. <laughs> yes, for sure. Isn't that funny nice. that it's still, it's kind of been brought back. I feel like, you know, it's a little bit, I, at least in my mind. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Leslie Huffer, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and insight today on the Get Out of Teaching podcast. It's been awesome speaking with you. It has been so fun to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Get Out of Teaching podcast with your host, Elizabeth Diakos. If you want to hear the conversation that continued after we stopped recording, you'll find that in the After the Bell section of the Get Out of Teaching private membership community, where along with a heap of resources to support you, you'll get access to group coaching with me. Join a community of teachers who are ready right now to plan their exit. Find out how at www.getoutofteaching.com. I've been where you are now and you don't have to do this alone.